Welcome to Every Album Ever with Mike and Alex. My name is Michael Mansour, and I'm joined, as always, by my Fun in the Sun co-host, Alexander Volt. Say hello. It is not fun in the sun, but hello. This is Every Album Ever, the podcast where we listen to every single album in the world, one artist at a time, except for these EAE singles episodes where we cover one album at a time, and usually a brand new one. And what are we talking about today? We'll be discussing the latest album by Sparks. The girl is crying in her latte. Sparks, the greatest band in the world that we probably won't cover for a very long time because they have a thousand albums. 20, 25 now. This is the 25th album. Yes. Good Lord. Oh my God. Uh, we might as well just jump right into it because I, I love Sparks way more than I, I can even explain right now. Yeah. Uh, when you, I'm assuming you're a fan as well. Yes. Uh, saw him live. Well, I feel like I've seen him live one and a half times. Uh, but one and a half. What's the half? Uh, the half is I went to a Faith No More show, and then uh, my buddy wanted to go smoke. And even though I knew there was going to be an encore, but I'm like, oh, wait, whatever. And then I hear uh, this town isn't big enough for the both of us. And Faith No More had actually bought out uh, Ron and Russell uh, to do. So they just did like a mini, like three, four spark songs for the encore. Excellent. I they believe they recorded that with Patton on vocals, that song. Yeah. I forgot what the thing was. It was a compilation with like different vocalists doing song, spark songs with them. And uh, yeah, that's that's so fucking cool. I mean, that God, is really fucking cool. Damn. I wish all encores were just, hey, we're going to bring out some special guests and be a cover band. Hey, we're just going to bring out Sparks. I want Sparks at every every <laughs> encore. I saw them once. Um, good buddy of mine, Brandon. He, mm-hmm. uh, I, I turned him on to Sparks many, many years ago. And they, they changed him so much that he's like, well, they're playing in L.A., and I'm buying you a ticket and we're going. Nice. I'm like, oh, that's very sweet. And it was them playing all of Kimono My House with a full orchestra. Oh, fuck. And it was fucking rad. Not only because of that, and that's one of the greatest albums ever made. They play the full album and then like, all right, time for our set number two. And they start playing just a bunch of other songs uh, over the course of the career. And that was fucking delightful. All again with the full orchestra. And I uh, I've, I have trouble thinking of, of other bands whose audiences were more pleasant than Sparks. Uh, yes. When I saw like a real concert from them, I feel like the audience was was older. Older, uh, really respectful. Well, the thing is, it was older, but it was a lot of young people too. Everyone was super respectful. It was re- like really diverse, like different types of music yeah. fans are, are all over there. Uh, it was like, it just seemed very friendly and, and inviting. Mm-hmm. I like the band. Yeah, yeah. Um, also like, uh, the, the documentary that came out. I never saw it. Still, it's been years. Uh, I know I suck. I'm sorry. I suck. <laughs> How they kind of talked about, um, you know, their highs are really high and the lows are really low, but because of that, them as people have just been able to maintain this like oh steady homeostasis yeah yeah, yeah. they they do seem like genuinely sweet guys i mean I they, guess. they're probably some of the smartest rock stars with their money because those lows would have been 
insanely bad. I bet they've been they've been consistently putting out albums since the fucking early seventies. They've they don't they don't stop they don't care yeah if the world is interested in yep. them or if the world loves them they're just gonna keep recording music real true artists yeah and, and why i also, love them so much go ahead also so crazy that they're not from europe <laughs> it's hilarious they're from like, la yes uh, and they, well they they moved to europe and that's when they got their first bit of success because uh first they were half nelson and it bombed like okay maybe if we change our band name they went mm -hmm. so they put out the second album as sparks both albums incredible and it also bombed and like oh i guess uh well let's try england or wherever and then blew up yeah or blew up relatively uh but what i love about these guys so much uh they never stopped experimenting they never stopped growing they never uh got comfy and started making the same records. Mm -hmm. They just kept going. And even now with this album, they're still going, they're still making shit. They haven't made before. Yeah. I, I mean, at this point they've, they've done so much that this album is like, like you kind of do know what to expect to a certain point. Yeah. Yeah. But it's just like, how, how heavy are they going to lean into certain aspects where here it feels like a, a toss up between electronic stuff and orchestral stuff. Orchestral. And then some of the standard, uh, kind of, uh, I don't know. I don't want to say broke pop cause they weren't really broke pop, but like that, that kind of, sparksy uh, dramatic op operatic style of pop yeah they, uh, they have these like big rocking parts that yeah. pop up here and there uh and the, the the main takeaway the only so i like this album i think it's a good album i don't think it's paced the greatest but it has some some really fucking great songs some really good highs yeah i feel stupid for putting it off <laughs> i also enjoyed it yeah i actually liked it a lot more than the, the last two albums they put out uh, what was it? what was the, uh, the the one where they had a song about hippopotamus? That was uh, I think it was called Hippopotamus. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'm gonna double check because I forgot. There's too many albums. There's a lot of albums. Yeah, Hippopotamus. I I liked Hippopotamus. It's a good album. Yeah, a lot. Yeah. Um, actually, one of the songs on that album is constantly in my head. Uh, I wish you were fun. Oh yeah, yeah. Which is the funniest fucking song. It's it's super beautiful and catchy. Yeah. But it's uh, hilarious. Like criticizing a girlfriend because. She's just boring, but you love everything about her, but she's just boring. <laughs> her favorite color is brown. Yeah. I mean, come on. That's, they, that's genius. They've all, always had a way with words and lyrics. And yeah. even, even now. Yes. Still very funny lyrics. Yeah. I, lo I love um, the idea that these guys, I, I don't know if they have children or grandchildren. I don't, I don't know. I don't think so. But they're old enough to be grandpas. Yeah. And a song like a love story where he's singing about buying his girlfriend drugs is just <laughs> really <laughs> yeah. like really funny to me it's different that an older person is singing it compared so to much, a younger person you know the way rick rubin talks about how he needed johnny cash to sing hurt because it was an older perspective yeah yeah that's how that song is for me <laughs> 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 this is my johnny cash is hurt <laughs> uh so the big thing, the big style about this album, I guess, is heavy electronic, super big on the electronic. Mm -hmm. it, it's subcategorized as synth pop, uh, really heavy on the synths. Some of it's like really, some of it's pretty dancey. Some of it's uh, 
uh, almost on the techno side of things. Yeah. Um, I do like the Sparks has always had songs you can dance to. And this song has a, or this album has a song called We Go Dancing. And it's one of the least danceable songs. It is so kooky. It's it's dark. It, yeah. The lyrics are very on brand, referencing like modern modern DJs like Diplo and Skrillex. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, it's it's Sparks doing this dark electronic song. It's funny because that song, the way it's constructed, really reminds me of like a ballet. Uh, but then uh, it has all these really cool synth layers that come in. Uh, unusual, unusual song, but I, I dig it. I I haven't watched the not the documentary, but that movie they um, worked on. I'm slipping on the director's name, but he did Holy Motor, Holy Motor, or maybe there's an S. Either way, uh, they did this movie, and I kind of and Sparks did the score and music mm. for that. Oh, oh, did they put out an album version of it? Yes. Okay, yeah, I know what yes. you're talking about. Yeah. Annette? Annette. Annette? Oh! Oh! Oh, I remember that. Yeah. I forgot about that. I didn't for- Oh, shit. Anyways, I almost feel like doing that score kind of maybe had an impact on this because it doesn't you, on this podcast, when we use cinematic, it's usually like these big, yeah. epic, swelling pieces yeah. that could go in a trailer or a dramatic. But this is feels more like it's kind of laid out like a score. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I can see how that makes sense. Um, there's there's some that, that don't sound anything like they, they kind of stick out to me like sore thumbs. Um, I, I'm usually fine with them, but like nothing is as good as they say it is, is, I mean, it's, it, it will stick in your head for days and days and days, but I can't say I like it. Yeah. Um, it's like eighties pop rock, like, like, like an outfield or something like that. I was going to say that's the most like rockin' for like the people who only know the one song. Um, yeah. but it's like, that's always been in their DNA. There's that song. Um, I like that one the most out of the like, and I'm using rock very, very loosely. It sparks here. rock. Yeah, yeah, I like nothing the most. And then there's You Were Meant For Me. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And it doesn't have to be that way. And those yeah. two just, they don't feel as good as the other songs do to me. I get it. Uh, you Were Meant For Me, um, it has a little bit more, like, it has a lot more electronics than than nothing is as good as as they say it is. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, I, I I dig it. I don't love it. Um, it kind of grew on me a little bit on the second listen. Um, I didn't like it on first listen very much. I like the arrangements a lot. That kind of helped it for me. Uh, and then uh, it doesn't have to be that way. It is very Beatlesy in, in the pr- core progressions. Mm-hmm. You would recognize that as someone a lesser person might have said that was a rip off of Beatles kind of thing. Um, uh, it's fine. I don't love it. Uh, but I do dig the last 30 seconds. Uh, and I guess, th- I mean, little things like that, like I don't love any of these songs, but I'm fu- those are enough to kind of push it mm-hmm. over the edge for me. Uh, the stuff I love here is the weirdo electronic stuff. So the title track is just so st- weirdly charming because it has this almost industrial electronic beat behind it with Ron's, sorry, Russell's uh, characteristic uh operatic he's so when i say operatic i mean in the style that he stinks that he sings not in the register because he's not he's not falsetto anymore 
in the trademark sparks like the, yeah, the the types of progression the types of vocal lines that he's always done very yes. uh very whimsical and theatrical you you could you could you would imagine that being in a musical it's uh, it's so crazy how good he is at those even on those those songs i just talked about yeah where he's he's doing it and i'm just like you know i don't love these songs but like God damn, you guys like the really, really catchy vocal like, lines. You really put your heart into. Yeah, uh, he, I do miss his falsetto. He's not doing falsetto anymore, mm -hmm. and he did falsetto for a long time. Mm -hmm. I, I is, is he just too old? Is it hurt now? I don't know because like um, a but, lot of the, the later albums, he's very much all chest. You mm -hmm. know. Um. Yes. So yeah, the electronics. I agree with you. The electronic stuff is way more interesting to me. Um. The opening title track is dark fuzzy. Yeah. And then Veronica Lake is love it. Love that song. It's like two weird songs that have a lot in common, but not really. It's the Dara. Like it reminds me of those like new age infomercial. <laughs> <laughs> in a way i can see it, it actually does kind of channel for me some early 2000s late 90s mm -hmm. but there's something and within three seconds that was fucking solo like this yeah. rules because it, it's really dark it's really dark that's main the main synth line is this um really busy kind of uh I just want i wish we could put it on i want i just want to <laughs> it's just it's a really engaging little uh uh synth loop yeah and of course, the, the the vocal layers and there's a lot of harmonies and they, they kind of bounce back and forth. There's what they've always, they've been doing this since Little Beethoven, which is like the vocals are always they're always there's always a million of them and there's mm -hmm. they're always keeping things moving rhythmically. Yeah, uh, which is actually quite brilliant. Not the uh, the bet the best descriptor, but uh, I wrote ascending and descending beat boops. Yeah. It's, but it's so fun. Mellow and like Yeah, there's something hypnotic about it, but it's still like, oh that's fucking you want to move to it. It's I fucking think, cool. Yeah, I think that's why I went for like that new age music yeah. comparison to describe it. Uh love the sense on escalator. I, Super nice texture. They sound like oh, like the OG Mega Man games. I yeah. Those those are the two most video game sounding yeah. songs. Um, with Escalator being like the most video game. Yeah. Very like eight bit, sixteen bit, and it's kind of minimal. It's 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 really neat. For the on the stuff on the cinematic side, you got uh, not that well defined. Which I think is very feels great, real strong. Uh that's yeah, that's one of my favorite tracks. I I love the the big orchestral stuff after we've been in this like electronica yeah. place, and then the the orchestral the strings and violins are just really fucking good on this. Hundred percent. Oh yeah, because then you also got "Take Me for a Ride." Uh, which kind of reminds me of some Danny Elfman stuff, which they've, it's not the first time they've reminded me of Danny Elfman. Yeah. Um, I, again, love that track. Um, it's, it's like, yeah, that's where the, the rock and opera and orchestral stuff like comes together in a way where it's this like, um, I think about how like queen is most well known for that, but then it's just like, um, 
Sparks is like the the like queen who deserves yeah. as much credit. I think they deserve way more because listen, go ahead and attack us. Queen's kind of stunk. Their hits were great, but their albums are not like there. There's a lot of them for one, and they're not that consistent. Sparks never disappointed, man. Well, I'm sure they did a little bit, but leave me out of this, dude. Um, I think Sparks should have gotten everything that Queen got. Like, I mean, a hundred percent. I f- I feel the same way. Like, um, like people are like, oh, like Pink Floyd is this crazy, like trippy psych band. And then I remember listening to like Hawkwind, which is a little more harder and aggressive. But I'm just like, you guys would never. You guys, yeah. would never. The thing is, like, Pink Floyd is obviously obviously amazing, but they're they're not like. I wouldn't categorize them as like, oh, the crazy psychedelic stuff. The way I guess yeah. some other people would. Uh, it's just uh, when we don't have too many. I don't. I said I don't think. I can't think of too many examples of like this operatic rock mm-hmm. from the seventies. You think of Queen, and then if you if you're a little bit more of a nerd, you think of Sparks. Yes. Uh, which is weird that I, Queen is the the one that kind of stood like, like throughout time. Like it's the only one people kind of talk about still and play to death still. Yeah, I mean those were huge radio hits, and I I think Freddie Mercury's like death also this fed into yeah, their legacy so. for sure um but yeah anyways like those are just like yes this is how operatic rock and roll music should be even when the guys are old as hell old as hell too like uh the my favorite i think my favorite big cinematic song is it's sunny today uh which i think it's like heart-wrenching and super sad but god man it's just gorgeous yeah i that's that is more like string section. And I like how um, when I think of Sparks doing their juxtaposition stuff, it's usually like bright, happy music with these like kind of dark lyrics. Yeah. And that like, one like black comedy, dark. Yeah. Uh, that, that one's the inverse where it's somber and sad. But if you listen to the lyrics, it kind of sounds like he's having a good day. I, I, I love there. There really, might be some twists and turns I didn't pick up on, but I think, man, I'm pretty sure it's Russell writing all the lyrics. I imagine I don't mm-hmm. can't say for sure, but uh, some of my favorite lyr- lyricists ever because uh, they always feel so like sincerely quirky, but like legitimately good, uh, really smart premises like. Um, I mean, a love story is a perfect example. Like, yeah, d- being romantic by buying your girlfriend drugs. Like, it's like a, it's a cute, funny, but like interesting premise. Or even if you go back way back into like the you know the the seventies, uh, was it here in heaven from Come On to My House? Which mm-hmm. is like, yeah, you had a suicide pact with your girlfriend, you kept it, she didn't, and you're like, <laughs> and you're like, what the fuck, dude? It's a great premise. Like, yeah. really? and they were such good lyricists that um, the band Telex, the Belgian, uh, I believe Belgian electronic band, they were like. A, one of the pioneers along with Kraftwerk and YMO. Mm-hmm. Uh, the album, uh, the birds and the bees. Let me double check real quick. Uh, nope. It's just called sex. Okay. Uh, it, it was called the birds and the bees with in, in certain countries because mm-hmm. of, you know, the early eighties and censorship. Um, but uh, Sparks wrote all the lyrics for the whole album. Oh shit. Yeah. I didn't know that. Great fucking album. Like really good album. That's the only one of theirs that I've heard though. Yeah, they're genuinely like weird, kooky, and nerds in a way people wish they could. Where yeah, um, it's not music, but I find something like a Big Bang Theory, the the TV show. Like, I'm like, <laughs> nerds do not function like this. No, no. 
also like if you guys think that's cute i will um i will introduce you to some people and you you won't think it's cute it's not cute because i knew a lot of guys that were those types of nerds and they were legitimate pervert creeps i mean like full-on pervert creeps that reminds me not about pervert creeps but uh got a story when we go off the air about, about nerds and weirdos y'all gonna fucking wonder about that one no no you won't no you it means nothing um, yeah fair enough it means nothing it's just for us uh, uh sorry about that um go ahead staying on the lyrics though the <laughs> i think I was already having a good chuckle during um, when you leave. And it's funny. Oh, right. Yeah. Because most people are you. You hear that in a song and you're like, oh, it's somebody l- leaving their lover. No, this it's is so much better. It's so much better. <laughs> I already thought it was hilarious and having a good time and because it ranges from like, we're going to do all the drugs, not not verbatim, but yeah. um, we're, we're going to play X. To like, like doing drugs to playing Xbox. That's really funny to me. Yeah. And then at one point he says, and and God knows what liquids will be left on the. Yeah, it's like a person who's like, uh, they, they won't leave, and he's waiting for them to fucking get the fuck out of there so he can do his shit. All the crazy yeah. stuff, yeah, raining, yeah, from juvenile to sex and blood. It's and, great. Yeah. I, like I don't like this. I don't like the song very much, but the lyrics are so fucking charming and funny. Like, all right. All right. Yeah, you have you have to. <laughs> God, yeah. That's one thing they've always had with, with lyrics on and basically every album I've ever heard from them, the mm. lyrics have been spectacular. And I'm I'm not a lyric guy, but they're always because uh, when when I think of funny lyrics, I think of like you hear it a couple times and it gets old mm-hmm. because it's just like a funny word here or here's a little joke there or even someone who's as as brilliant at it as a Wheeler Walker Jr. Mm-hmm. where it's full on I mean just depravity but hilarious yes. depravity this is like little contained funny stories yes and they've and they're uh, well worded well written one of my favorites uh, favorite songs I love the song so much but the lyrics are some of my favorite in, in the entire world and that is here comes Bob from the second album it's a guy who makes friends by crashing into their cars and like ah i'm sorry dude you want to you want to have a drink later it's like, and it's like the judge saying like what the fuck is wrong with you but it's you know i'm glad you're making friends it's like such a such a hilarious wonderful little story yeah. that happens to be funny and it's really well worded well written uh they're the best fucking lyricists ever it's like them and nick cave are my favorite it's <laughs> it's so crazy too to this like be at this age and it's just like they're i think even if someone's not a fan of this album it's like i don't think they're phoning at home i feel like there's still sincerity and a genuineness there that it's it's kind of an apples and oranges thing but just because they're older you know the metallica album i'm like you guys just fucking like you're like oh let's fucking hammer this shit out yeah and that's it's not even just like we, we keep citing the lyrics but the music is actually like different than the, the last album it's not like they're just again coasting on something mm-hmm. it, every album feels like they're like yeah well maybe we'll try this a little bit more of this this time we'll try if they're always tweaking they're always it's like they remind me of the melvin in the sense that they never stop they never stop yes we're just gonna keep trying what we think is interesting or fun or yeah, because how they're in their sixties or seventies. I don't know how old they are. Um, I'm gonna find out actually right now because I'm very curious. Uh, 
Yeah, they're in their 70s. Almost, almost 80. Ron is 77 right now. Yeah. How old's Russell? How old is Russell? Um, 75, maybe? 74. Okay. Jesus Christ. He looks great for 74. Holy shit. Also, still sounds fucking... Uh, he, he may not be able to do the... The those, falsettos, yeah. But he sounds way better than like a, like an Aussie. Ozzy can't even perform. I know. Now. Yeah, he, I know. He's done. But he's done. He, I mean, he's been cooked. He he was cooked in the early 2000s. Yeah, yeah. I mean, to be fair, I think these guys took care of themselves a lot better. They yes. were like, they were like, I think they were always like health freaks. Yeah, and they were uh, always very clean and like just having a good time with each other, just hanging out here. We're not gonna go crazy. We're I, gonna go I, crazy guess, guys. I guess there's this like the cliche of, you know, oh, well, they're older and people just kind of accept it. And I'm just like, man, these guys kind of like had a crazy touring. Like they didn't stop either. Like I tried watching the uh, Elton John's last concert at, at Dodger Stadium. Uh-huh. And I'm just like, it sounds, it sounds good, but like, <laughs> you know, if you're doing Benny and the Jets and I'm not getting the Benny, Benny oh yeah, like, yeah, isn't his voice all like, like a death metal growler now? It's Benny! No, it's not that bad. It's, it's fine. It's fine. It's fine. But, but just like, or like, I think famously too, like Bob Dylan, like that guy got fucking wrecked. So yeah. yeah I mean, he looked like it too. <laughs> that is fucking crazy. These guys are still like have this youthful energy about them. Yeah, and yeah, it's this lesser people would have been beaten down or not doing it anymore. Yeah. They would have been a, a what if ban, and I think people will have that scenario where like, oh well, what if they did get famous? But it's never like a a a dire situation where these other what if scenarios happen. Yeah, they just seem like pre- particularly smart and re- like reasonable level-headed guys uh that happen to be amazing songwriters and funny lyricists uh yeah it's it is rare it's one of the anomalies of of the 70s like this band is this band makes zero sense with the 70s like how they existed and how they're still alive and doing in this i've i guess even in 2023 they still make zero sense it's it's like the uh the hunter s thompson thing or like too too weird to live too rare to die yep i may have screwed that up something like that something something, something along those lines but uh man i yeah regret putting this album off for a few months yeah it's uh, it was a, a nice pick me up. It was a little it was a it's perky to hear it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. It's like, I mean, I don't I don't love the whole thing. I don't think it's the, the I don't some of my favorite albums of theirs. But it's like it's just delightful, and they're still delightful, and it doesn't suck. Like it it doesn't suck. That's no, big. Yeah. That's huge for a band this old. It's <laughs> this old and on their twenty fifth album. Like it's it's crazy. They defy all logic. They certainly do, and I love them, and I love them forever. Uh, and even yeah, even the, the albums that I don't love, there's a, there's just still things on there like, all right, I got to give it up for that one, hundred uh, percent. And this one just happens to have like a lot more that I like on it. And mm-hmm. goddamn, fucking love Veronica Lake. It, it, it's just amazing because like, uh, uh, last little uh, side story. When I went with my friend to see them, he'd only heard this at that point. He'd only heard like the the seventy stuff. Uh, so when they went into the the second half of it, they opened it with Rhythm Thief from Little Beethoven. Oh shit! And that's a 
first of all, I was like, I was so fucking floored. I was like, yes, yeah. yes. And they started playing it. And my, I looked at my friend. He was like, what is happening? He's like, I had no <laughs> idea they were capable. of like, yes, they are. They're capable of anything. It's that same thing when you hear Veronica Lake. Because it's like, that's, com- that, holy shit. Mm-hmm. So different. Fucking good, good album, good band. Just will always bring a smile to my face. 100%. Uh, so check it out. Check it out. Check it out. If you like Sparks, obviously, obviously. If you don't like Sparks or you don't know Sparks, uh, obviously I'm going to go check out the 70s shit. The first five albums are flawless. First five. The first five albums are flawless. Uh, how many bands can you say that about? That, that's high praise coming from you. Meta- Metallic. Metallica. Bringing it back to Metallica. Dude, Metallica and Sparks. <laughs> <laughs> How, I mean, it's hard to do that many albums in a row without fucking up. It's holy shit, especially out the gate like that. That's insane. Uh, but they also have 20 more albums, and many of them are great. Um, I, I, I have not heard all of them. There's also, too fucking many. Also, if you like like Cocaine Dance, Giorgio Mur- Matt, yeah, I always fuck up his name. Yeah, J- Moroder. 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 Yes. Uh, fucking. I'm spa- Is it uh the one with uh human race? Oh, um, number one in heaven. Number one in heaven. Yeah, that's. Oh yeah, great. Oh, great fucking album. Fucking so like uh, ahead of the curve on like disco and dance music yep. and holy shit. Yeah, I uh I neglected that the, one. I've only heard it a couple times. And then even like yeah, little. Beethoven. Little Beethoven is fucking genius. It's tr- it's a genius fucking album. I mean, holy shit. Just what a fucking career. <laughs> Amazing. Ah, uh, goddamn, I love this band. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so thank you so much for listening and watching. Check out the album. There should be a link to it in the description. You will have fun. This band is a, is a band you will always have fun with. Uh, if you want to hang out with us further, go ahead and like the video. Talk some shit in the comments if you think we're uh, retarded. It's all fine. I'm fine with all of it. He's fine with it. He's fine with it. I'm fine with it. We're all fine with it. You can follow me on all social media at Panda Monkey and Alex on Instagram at Every Album Alex. Hell yes. Please also follow our history guy, Tom Osmond at Tom Osmond Sounds on all social media as well as TomOsmondSounds.com. He does a whole bunch of digging and talking with other people and interviewing and, and connecting us. And it's a, he's a huge godsend. So help him out too. Uh, check out my EP. If you want, it's all the shit in the description. It's all good. It's all good. It's all good. Uh, but before I forget Patreon, baby, mm-hmm. patreon.com slash every album ever. If you want to hang out with us and, uh, you know, you, there's all kinds of stuff. You can, you can vote on polls and see who we, uh, to decide who we cover next. You get to see our schedule in advance. You get to join our discord and suggest our EA singles episodes, just like this one as well as be part of our community and, and chat with us and hang out. It's very cool. The people there are great. And if you're, if you're even better than all of them tier two, baby tier two, you can request a full discography for our bigger, longer numbered episodes. So go there. If you want to do that, please. And thank you. I, I, we don't do requests unless you pay us. I keep getting emails. I appreciate it, but there's no way we are back. We are backed up, baby. Backed up. We we love our listeners so much, but we love our listeners to give us money more. So much more. <laughs> we love them so much more. And you understand because you would too if someone was giving you money. You would love them more too. Fucking capitalism is awful. <laughs> Love it, baby. Yeah. Uh, So we're going to wrap it. What are we going to wrap it with? We can do Veronica Mars because it's so unique. I like how you said Veronica Mars. Oh, sorry. (laughs) Veronica. It is. Yeah. Veronica. It's it's Veronica Mars. And that's all there is. Look, Kristen Bell seems like an angel. So Uh, Veronica Lake. Uh, you, you this talk we're talking about it so much we gotta play hell yeah so thanks so much for listening and watching see ya
there's a war going on Can't make a mistake, all the girls are on the line They must stay awake every beat 29 So much at stake, but they're working on the line Do they all relate? And they all do want to be Veronica and Nick with that peekaboo hair It's a big mistake, as the foreman has to yell Put on the break, get another girl called Veronica and Nick Not all swerving on down On a pretty face she will kill a career All for the sake of a win in the war Veronica Lee Yeah, she killed a career So much at stake but we'll win in the war Now we've got a break to the casualty of war Veronica Lake is Veronica Lake's not Veronica Lake She's still a pretty girl Make no mistake but she isn't like before How my heart aches but then no one will mistake Veronica Lake for any other girl Veronica Lake 